In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to St. Augustine's. There was a woman named Rosa Ruiz who in 1980, a long time ago, 40 years ago, 1980, she was the first woman to cross the finish line of the Boston Marathon. Not only was she the first woman to cross the finish line of the Boston Marathon in 1980, but her time set a, at the time, a record for all women runners ever. The only problem was Rosa Ruiz had barely broken a sweat. In fact, as they, as they kind of dug deeper in the days following her award-winning, record-setting run, they found out that, that um, she wasn't in any of the photographs, and, and none of the other runners had seen her on the course. And people began to be suspicious, um, because Rosa Ruiz had never run a marathon anywhere near that fast before. As they dug a little bit deeper, they found out that, in fact, that during the New York City Marathon, which had been some time before, uh, a, a marathon in which her time was so good that she qualified to get into the Boston Marathon, it came out that um, a reporter actually had chatted her up on the subway on the way to the end of the New York City Marathon. And what she found out was, was that um, that New York City Marathon, she hadn't run the whole thing. She had taken the subway kind of through that middle part, right, right to the end. Rosa Ruiz never admitted that, uh, that she had cut the middle part of the course of the Boston Marathon out at that record-setting run. But the Boston Marathon officials did revoke her title. She never admitted it, but a friend who, a friend who said, yeah, he, she did tell me that she had, she had kind of skipped that middle part said that he thinks that she never really intended to win first place. She just was bad at timing it. Two of the two Harvard University students did notice her kind of breaking through the crowd at the end that she didn't realize that no other women had already passed. She was as surprised as anyone to find, to find out that she, she had actually won the Boston Marathon and she did not want all of that attention, especially the attention of a record-setting win. Russell Ruiz wanted just the beginning and the, and the end, those, those especially exciting parts where the big things happen, where the big crowds are. But she got a lot more than she bargained for. I haven't run a marathon and, and I really don't intend to, but if I were, I kind of understand where Rosa is coming from, that it would be the beginning and the end that I would look forward to the most because that's where the excitement is. That's where the big crowds are. That's where the significance is at the start of the race and at the end of the race. Oof, but that long middle part, nothing good happens there, right? We can't imagine anything momentous happening there in the middle of the race. But we would be wrong. I would be wrong. Rachel Held Evans in her uh, book Inspired where she's talking about deliverance stories. She quotes a pastor named Jonathan Martin who says this, our society tells us that if, if and when we get there, the job or position or degree we've always wanted. That's when all the important stuff will start happening. Not so. 
All the good stuff happens in obscurity, Pastor Martin says. Rachel Held Evan goes on to say, indeed, some of Scripture's most momentous events occur not at the start of a journey, nor at the destination, but in between. Most of the most momentous acts of Scripture don't happen in the beginning or at the finish line, but in between. I love this story of Cleopas and his companion because it does happen sort of in between, in between death and resurrection, in between that knowing and not knowing on their dark night of their soul, on that journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus, in between, Jesus appears to them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. They didn't know that Jesus was with them the whole time. Right there in the middle, in the ordinary, Jesus walks with them. He teaches them. He listens to them in, in their grief, in their lack of understanding. He points out scripture stories. He journeys with them. And then he stays with them. They urge him strongly and he accepts the invitation to stay with them. And then they sit around a simple table. And the hosted one becomes the host. And he takes their bread and he blesses it and he breaks it and he gives it back to them. And then their eyes were opened. And he's gone again. Or at least out of their sight, but always in their presence. Can't you just hear them saying, oh my gosh, he was with us the whole time. Right there in that in-between time. Isn't that always the way it is? We expect God to be at the beginning or at the end. And yet God is with us the whole time, always with us. Even and maybe especially when we can't see God. The truth is God never shows up exactly when we expect him or exactly in the ways that we imagine God will. God is never where or when or how we dictate. But God is always with us, always in the midst of us, always. He's been with us the whole time. God is also, especially in the ordinary and the mundane, a simple meal, a gentle hug from a grandchild, an unexpected how are you doing phone call from a friend? It's in all those things that the grace of God breaks through. It's not when we want it or how we expect it. It's not gigantic, enormous acts of momentous at the start of a race or at the finish line. It's in the middle. It's in the ordinary that God works and breaks through. We are here in the middle of this pandemic exile. We are here in the middle of suffering and grief and loss. It may be of relationships, it may be of loved ones, it may be of finances, it may be of 
comfort and security. We're here in the middle, and we may be expecting God to be present at the finish line when we are finally able to gather together again and celebrate Holy Eucharist. The meal that we hear a foreshadowing of today may be poignantly, maybe a a tease that is upsetting to us. But remember, that was an ordinary meal. Jesus was there the whole time, right there in the middle of Cleopas and his companions' long middle journey. And we trust that God is with us in the middle right now, too. That God has been with us this whole time. Because if we can, then we will know and we'll be able to walk a little more confidently, trusting that Jesus will continue to be with us. The risen Christ is beyond all time and space. He is with us. He's been with us the whole time. As we go forward this week, I hope that we can look for the risen Christ, the power of God's love that never ends. To be with us now. Not only when we eventually gather back together, but now in the reality, in the mundane of our lives here in the middle of this pandemic. He's been with us the whole time. He'll always be with us.